Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Domino Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to work on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkin. Joining me, as always, Jay Gold. Hey, oh, a day late, but we're ready to go. And also joining us, and feeling a little bit under the weather, but she could trooper, Marky. I'm dying, I think, but I'm fine. It'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> a little deaf, never hurt anybody. We're good. It's, you know, you have to die a little bit to feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 if you die during the recording, I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all the work we put into this, Marcy, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I think having a death on the podcast is like a big ratings gather. So <laughs> that'll be interesting in the taglines when uh, Home Office posts it on Twitter. <laughs> Plus, a member of the crew dies. Guess who it is? You have to listen. <laughs> You've heard of death of a kelp man, death of a podcast host. Death of- <laughs> That's every week for us. Slowly, slowly. <laughs> do a golf Broadway hit. Death of a podcast host. <laughs> Yeah, death, death of death of a Kelpman part two. Didn't he die in the first one? Yeah, he back for revenge. That's us over here, back for revenge every week. Wait, doesn't Reven- he commit su- revenge on your ears? Doesn't he commit suicide? <laughs> I think no. Yeah. By the way, I've never seen that. I know my, my knowledge of death of a Kelpman comes from the movie Orgasmo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So we had a little bit of a spring break. How about everybody? Time off. Spring break was fun. Uh, we went to uh, Creative Pro on Friday last week, and that was a lot of fun. We uh, got a chance to meet um, Tasha Steeles and Josh Alexander, which was very, very cool. Um, they didn't have as many uh, names on this show as, oh, and Big Cass was there. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, even though he was very accessible, I have to be honest. He, he was extremely accessible to everybody, really nice to the kids, but I just, I didn't get a chance to get a picture. But Josh Alexander could not have been nicer. He uh, complimented me on my AIW fanny pack. He goes, uh, he goes, wow. He goes, I don't see many, uh, many AIW merch around here. And uh, we got into a little conversation about it, which was cool. He loved, he loved Cleveland. So he's a great dude. Um, and Tasha Steeles could not be sweeter. She was, she was awesome. She was awesome to my daughter. And, and uh, we, uh, we had a really good time. So, you know, just checking out more indie shows that are on IWTV. Uh, they, they end up airing these probably like a month or so late. But um, it was a good show, really entertaining. CPA fought for the title, friend of the show, um, and that was very cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it, w- it was a good weekend, and and you know we needed that little recharge, I guess, for the week. Yeah, I had a pretty good pretty good uh, time off myself. Uh, my wife's birthday was this week. We actually went to a murder mystery dinner up in Cleveland this weekend. Ooh, like Clue? Kind of, yeah. Basically, it. That, yeah, come, yeah, they did. They should. They do the death, and then you like they they give you a clue and stuff. You try to figure out who did it. You know, That's it cool. It's like a prize package to the person who could fill it out and give the most detail as to how they figured it out. Well, That's... did you figure it out? <laughs> I'm I'm actually pissed at myself that I didn't because it was so fucking obvious if you were paying attention. And I so you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I was. It was one of those deals where it was almost too obvious. I figured it couldn't be it, and then I wanted to be in it, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but they they let you pick code names at the beginning. So I, so I was Ric Flair. <laughs> why not? I had to think on sure. a moment. Like I wasn't expecting to have to pick out a code name. <laughs> when in doubt, always pick a wrestling name. It works every time. Well, we've already decided we're going to take we're going to take uh, our oldest and her girlfriend to one of the in a few months. And if they do the code name again, I'm going to be Barney Stink, and I'm just going to go and and flirt with everybody. Excellent. I like that. Might as well have fun with it if you're going to do it. What about you, Marky? Um, well, I'm trying to think of my spring break. I've mostly worked. Oh, I don't know. Home office might want to edit this out, but <laughs> I tried, <laughs> I tried poppers for the first time. So that was a thing. <laughs> nah, we don't have to edit that out. That's excellent. Let's you get know, your review on it. Did you like it? 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> Only if you're 18, they're older, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> and yep. I, and I ate the melt this past week. Yeah, it was a good week. Oh, melt awesome. And we forgot to talk about last weekend that the week we were off, it was WrestleMania weekend. So there were shows literally for like days and days and days. I don't think they stopped wrestling until the middle of last week. I mean, the WrestleMania, who cares? Poppers. There's the real, the real, the real top, the real topic here. Exactly. Jalapeno poppers. What you talking about? Jalapeno poppers. Right. 
From she was at Applebee's and the poppers were delicious. And before I got sick, obviously. Obviously. Or because of Applebee's, you got sick. But <laughs> Yeah, my, my recommend watching Recommendia Weekend can consider the two night of WrestleMania and then the Ring of Honor show the night before. But I had a FTR and the Brickco, which is better yeah, than I did. better than any young buck match ever. Fuck you, Melker. Sorry. I, I, I agree with you. That match uh, that was the one show I actually paid for. For the whole weekend was the ROH show. Just be able to sit down and uh, and watch that. I, I get what they're trying to do, but between you and me, Ring of Honor is not Ring of Honor if it's not owned by Ring of Honor. The same, the vibe is now going to be AEW light almost. Um, but I'm curious to see how they how the belts will play out, like on TV and such. I, if they're going to try to give it TV time, which it looks like they were last week, um, but I don't know if Ring of Honor is going to feel like the same Ring of Honor. After uh, after they got bought, so but that's not on IWTV, so we don't care about that. We don't care about. That. <laughs> well, I mean, they're looking for a TV outlet. It might end up on IWTV before. <laughs> Jerry, if you're listening, talk to Tony Khan. Right, Tony Khan needs some of that those streaming numbers up so he doesn't get kicked off of the service. <laughs> All right, well, since we are an IWTV centric podcast, let's go ahead and go over the schedule for what's on IWTV this week. What's on IWTV? Okay, we're recording a little bit late. Well, I don't know if we're dropping Tuesday or Wednesday this week. I'm going to start with Tuesday anyway, and if we if we missed it, I, I'm sorry, folks. So Tuesday, April 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of New Technic Pro Wrestling, Cowboy from Hell. Wednesday, April 13th, 10 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of New Technic Pro Wrestling, Technic Till I Die. Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, April 14th, live wrestling open, Epicode 15, uh, J.P. Grayson against Tommy Grayson announced for that show. Friday, April 15th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Sean Henderson presents Candy Paint. John Wayne Murdoch against Marcus Mather in the main event. A bull rope match with Kobe Carino and Matt Tremont on that card. Uh, match I'm most looking forward to on that card, Jordan Oliver against Cole Radrick. It'll be about nine matches announced for that show in all. If you want to check that out Friday night. Also Friday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock Eastern. It is West Coast Pro Wrestling game related. West Coast Pro Wrestling Championship on the line. Champion Jacob Fatu defending against Bandito. Uh, they've rebooked the Masha Klimovich W. Malenko match. They're supposed to have a month or so ago before Malenko got hurt. Minoru Kaguki against Kevin Blackwood on that card. Whoa. Yuji Nagata against Davey Richard on that card as well, among others. Hmm. So, Friday night at 10 o'clock, I will be at the. Cleveland Guardian game until after that. We'll have to catch that replay. That that looks like all the freaking lineup. Saturday, April 15th, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have two shows going on simultaneously. We have Bloodstorm Pro for getting demanufactured. The Reject against the Rep. Austin Luke against Cole Radrick. Willow Nightingale against Mother Endless and more on that event. At the same time, we have Expect the Unexpected. Error of the Unexpected. The XAT against the Rock and Roll Express with Kerry Morton in the corner, the main event of that one. I never thought I'd see that match in 2002, much less 2022. The Kirk against Masha Klimovich and Akira and much more on that card as well. Max Captor is on the card. Simon Forever is on that card. I want to check that one out. And then Easter Sunday, got a couple of shows here. Uh, first off live at 2 o'clock Central Time, 3 o'clock Eastern. Southern Underground Pro presents New Direction. The Southern Underground Pro Tag Team Champions, Violence and Forever, defending the title against Duplex Science, which should be a fantastic main event matchup. Hoodfoot against Daniel Maccabi, Ron Bass Jr. against Ikea Broner, and much more on that card as well. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, April 17th, the premiere of H2O Underrated Epico 20. That's what's on IWTV this week. That's busy. That's a busy week again. Amazing. Yeah, they they took they took WrestleMania weekend essentially off for the IWTV stuff and came back gangbuster following. So. Excellent. Looking forward to uh, to all that. But when when we get started today, it's, <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get to our main event, uh, I believe you do have a record spotlight this week. Is that correct? Oh, I certainly do. Give me one second here, and I will uh, I will get the wrestler spotlight up and running. Wrestler spotlight. This week's wrestler spotlight from Tervel, Bulgaria, the second Bulgarian pro wrestler in the world, Damian Tangra. Uh, to give everybody a little background, Damian Tangra trained with AR Fox at WWA4 in Atlanta, Georgia in 2018. 
He wrestled for Evolve, Action, SUP, New South, Paradigm, uh, Wrestling Open. Uh, he's the former WWA4 Internet Champion. He was in the semifinals of the Paradigm Middleweight Grand Prix. Also, the first entry in the, in the uh, uh, Scenic City Invitational 2022. He's one half of Suplex Science with Alex Kane, which we did our review on uh, when we did the Scenic City Rumble. Um, and they are wrestling uh, Violences Forever for the uh, Southern Underground Pro Tag Team Championships on the 17th of April. Um, and then um, Damian Tangra, if anybody is interested, this September, he is running his first ever pro wrestling seminar in the history of Bulgaria. He's going to be doing that out, um, out in, in Bulgaria and doing a seminar for, for uh, young students. Uh, Damian Tangra, uh, and someone to keep an eye out for, as I think we, when we discussed the Scenic City Rumble, that, that tag team match um, with the Skulk was out of sight. And uh, he, you know, the two of them really, him and Alex Kane are, are a good looking tag team. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, what, what his future holds. I think he was very eager to, when we reached out to him, um, he was also another one who was uh, suggested to us by Dom Garini. And we reached out to him. He was very eager to send us his information and I'm excited to, to see where he goes. I know a lot of eyes haven't been on Damian Tangra, but now that uh, we have a lot of shows going on again, uh, Scenic City kind of gave, gave, gave you an idea, him teaming with Alex Kane, who's a monster. Um, I'm excited. I, I look forward to seeing where he goes in the future. If one guy, if you're looking forward to Kane, it is Damian Tangra, especially that tag team with Alex Kane. Uh, I, I kind of hate the fact that that match of violence forever is on Easter Sunday because everybody got Easter dinner. I don't know if many people are going to get to see that match. I really should get to see it. Not, not I'm a godless heathen, so I can. I was going to say, not the Jews either. We'll be there. We'll be able to watch it. Suck it, Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to get our canceled. Great. All right. <laughs> No, we, we we don't care what religion you do or do not follow on this show. We're just having no, little, we're poking a little fun. We we only want you to know you won't be watching the uh, the sub show, but we the rest of us will be. <laughs> you know you know why men wait three days to call women after a first date, right? I'm I'm not sure, but is this cancelable? <laughs> yep. If if it if it is home office, can it hit the count? I'm stealing I'm stealing it from how I met your mother, so I think we're fine. Oh sure, Jeep. Because Jika took Jika three days to come back. You think about it. Jika can't come back the first day. What'd you do last night, Jika? Dude, I died last night. Oh, yeah, right. Come on. He's not going oh, to come back on the second day, but it's Saturday. Everybody's out partying. But that third shit. day, everybody's starting to mourn him. But that Bauer has moment for Jika. He comes walking through the door. I'm back. Oh, Jayhawk. With the, with, with the, uh, with the religious humor on, on, on the week of Easter and Passover. <laughs> <laughs> and again, home office can edit that out if they go you. I don't care. <laughs> I'll say thanks for that one, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, telling you how I met your mother because that can't fill a bowl and then Neil Patrick Herrick is dead. But I think it's cancelable for being corny. That's what I think. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into the review. The weekly review. All right, and this week we're reviewing Industrial World Wrestling Thoughts and Prayer, T-H-O-T-S Thoughts and Prayer, uh, aired on March 29th initially. Uh, I actually wasn't able to dig down the taping date, November 21st. In oh, I, I did not know that was not, that was not uh, uh, within the last, like, two months. I had no idea. Yeah, they, they, taped, they had a show that aired in January that was taped on November 20th, and the next day they taped this one, so... Oh, and they were they were referring to it throughout this show, and I, I don't think I saw the first one, but uh, I, I remember uh, they were they had some big names on the first show too. So interesting. Okay, so our opening contest for this one: Jared Evans, accompanied by Matt Nero, against Boyer Rec. Now, now, if we could before before we get started, I want to know everyone's opinion. Marcy, too, Marcy, it's important. The venue itself, the clouds, the bright neon lights, the DJ booth. The the big open space where they were coming out of, I have no idea where they filmed this, um, but it really added to the vibe. Yes, this is like, I think it's one of the most unique uh, venues I've seen wrestling at. I was all about it. I wish I kind of knew exactly where it was because I could go visit, you know, I think it was in Brooklyn and I'm trying to figure out where this venue is. It's for sure. It looks like some type of like playhouse or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Let me yeah, was, find the name of the building. Cage match. I, have it. I don't think they're going to because I think that they're going to try to run there again because they, they got a lot of trouble for some reason in New York. Every time MV Young, I feel like, tries to get something going, he gets he gets shut down. Somebody calls the police. I have no idea why. Um, but uh, the venue itself, they never mentioned the name of it at all. No, it's not on Cage Match. I, I double-checked Reckling Data, too. It's not on Reckling Data either. Just New York City somewhere. And and a friendly face on commentary, my friend there, Darnell, um, he, uh, Dinellicious, uh, on uh, Instagram, I think, and on Twitter, I met him a bunch of years back in Hoboken, and he's like, he's the best dressed fan when I met him, and he's in the fashion industry. He was terrific, I think. The commentary was really good. Yes, uh, commentary was definitely solid throughout this whole show. They they didn't scream at all. Like they didn't lose their 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 cadence. They they kept it light and airy, and I think that was made it very enjoyable to to go through. Okay, but well, that's okay. The opening matchup: Jared Evans, accompanied by Mac Nero, taking on Foyer Wreck. Niggy uh, Heim was apparently supposed to be booked and didn't make it. So Evans cutting a promo on her, and we don't have an opening bell or cloaking bell. They just didn't bother to actually bring a bell to a wrestling show or any bell. Yeah. Although I, I call recall of a show that took place earlier this weekend out this way that apparently didn't have a ring. So I, I guess I can't argue too much about no bell. It was more than no ring. It was just like a towel on the floor, if I recall. And there were just fans standing and sitting around it. It was very odd. Wait, why was there a towel? That was, I don't know. They just had it in the middle, I guess, to kind of designate where the middle of the floor was, I think. Is it like, was it supposed to be like they're doing like a sumo match? And they just like, no, they don't have the other parts. They just have like the middle line. <laughs> they build the show like a barroom brawl and the flyer has a ring on it like they put a drawing of a wrestling ring on the flyer but they look at a fucking ring it's very <laughs> odd it's just, well, a, it's a hardwood floor in a regular four-walled room and they had like and watching it like they they paid yeah they were kid marcy i gotta send you the pictures there was like a kid sitting in like a folding chair and had like a sign it really looked like uh, SmackDown, you know, 2006, kids are holding signs. I mean, but there was no ring. There was no nothing. Here's the thing about rings. That's just a minor <laughs> detail. Who actually needs the ring? Uh, here's the thing about when you wrestling have a, rings. When you have a towel on the floor, <laughs> look, let's see. It's all you need. Okay, well, here's the thing. Like, I, I've, I've, I've heard a show where the ring tuck breaks down and doesn't show up. You put, like, the gym mat on and you try to, and just try to make do with it. But I've but. And I and I've obviously we've heard of no ring show. They're like all the rage right now. But I've never seen one that literally had a ring on the fucking flyer and didn't have a ring at the building. Yeah, I don't know. I I do have to ask this about going back to our show. Um, Sawyer Wreck. She was a sight to see, by the way, taller than uh, Max Zero, who also is gigantic. And I don't know. I can't remember. The, he was masked, wasn't he? Camp Leapfrog. Yeah, he was previously masked. And now so- he's this handsome. He's just the most handsome man on earth after he took his mask off. So here's the thing about this show. Like every every week, it's about who's Marcy crushing on. There's way too many this week. There is way. I wouldn't too many hold. I wouldn't hold it against you adorable. if you took Max Zero out of the equation. He is just handsome. All sorts of oh, handsome. Both Max and Sawyer. Sawyer was a sight. She was a she. She was towered over the long arms and legs and everything coming at you. Um, I did not think. What was the other guy's name again? I, I just lost it. My Jared note. Evans. Okay, so Jared Evans. I, I was more impressed with Sawyer Wreck than J- I did not know Jared Evans. I didn't think he looked the part for me, but Sawyer Wreck, I was very impressed by. This is the first I've seen her, and yeah, she's, um, I was very impressed. She could tall drink of water at the gay down south. Yeah. And then they oh. mentioned on commentary that she also has done death matches. So I, uh, I definitely yeah, sure I, you have know to what? check that yes, out. And I did look for that, and I have, I, I'm wondering if she did it under a different name because I have never heard or seen her before. But she's like 6'4. I mean, she's huge. Okay. She does not have a cage match profile. Well, I couldn't tell you if she had a different, a different name or not. <laughs> we are clearly on top of it today. <laughs> I, I'm not just throwing that out there. I am looking at a, I'm looking at wrestling data because they've at least got a profile for her. Uh, yeah, she did it. Actually, the day, uh, the day before in Newport, North Carolina, she did a Dorgan light tube death match with Jimmy Lloyd. I don't know if that's on either. What? Hell yeah. I'm going to find this. Yeah. This is some independent research. Some journalism. Journalism ending. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Young Edward. Okay. Yeah. How did that, how did this one finish? I, I, uh, again, I, I skipped a couple of the finishes cause I kind of turned away and it ended pretty quickly. Uh, Rick won the match by the qualification when Evan Kidder oh, was there. 
That's right. He brought in, wait, wait, he brought wait. in... <laughs> not just a chair. <laughs> not like chair. A folding chair. It was not a folding chair. It was someone's furniture from their Victorian era house that this person picked up and brought to their show with them and then put it in the ring. And he hit her with like the weird side of it, like the part you like you lean back on. Like if you're lounging, he hit her with like <laughs> the back round part of the chair. It was a fabric chair. But then after she boosts the fuck out of that chair while he's holding it. And that was a sight to behold. <laughs> I, the problem is because there was no bell, the match was a disqualification. The announcers were saying, oh, this match is over as a DQ. I'm like, no, it isn't. There was no bell. There was no designation by the referee. He never gave the signal to like, you know, the match is over. And then it just kind of ended. It was kind of odd. I think the referee gave the signal, but there's no fucking bell. You didn't know it. You know, they had to move some sites a few times, so I guess the bell was left at the uh, alternate site, so to speak. I, I would say, given the sounds of, like, what they had to do to get the show to go on, I'm not going to I'm not gonna hassle them too much if they're missing anything. <laughs> but I feel like this is, like, maybe setting something up with um, Max Zero, which I would be all about. Also, I'm nice all- nice catch on Max Zero when um, she booed the fuck out of said chair that Jared was holding. Yeah, you know what? That- the, the opening segment where he comes out, and he just like has his legs open a little bit. And you see Max put his head up and just pick him straight up and shoulder him to the ring. I thought that was very smooth. That intro looked really good. I've got the time lifted at six minutes and eight. I have no idea if that's accurate or not because there's no fucking bell. Yeah, it feels about right. We're just going by feelings on this show. It's all good. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yep. Right, go match number two. We've got intergender tag team action. The network of Angelo Carter and Indigo taking on the team of Gabby Ortiz and Eddie McQueen. Uh, I'll I'll okay if we're okay. Who did Jayhawk have a crush on in the show? Gabby Ortiz. I don't know what I, it is. I was just gonna say, yep. And but uh, so I've seen Eddie McQueen a, a bunch of times in the mid, like 2017, 2018, when he was working with uh, Capital Wrestling in Hoboken. So I saw him a bunch of times. Um, uh, you know, it, it's exactly what I expected out of the match. I was not that impressed with um, uh, Indigo, but. You know, they said she's been, you know, part of their school, I guess, the IWW school or something like that. Um, and they wrestled a really apparently they wrestled a crazy match with uh, with Logan Black the night before. But, um, you know, this match was what it was intergender. It was a lot of fun. They were looking. I think it was more for the spots and fun than it was for, you know, real serious, serious wrestling. But and that's what I've seen Eddie do a bunch of times. I, I could get out about the entire show, honestly, but that's the well, vibe. I, I think that was the vibe the show was going for. To be well, fair, I, I have I have some opinions about two of the matches that I have listed as as top of the line for me. So you know we can we can get to that. But I thought this one was yeah. I thought this one was just your. They were really looking for light, fun. You know, if you ask me, they could have had lights and music going. It would have felt just as good. You know, like Eddie and and Gabby were like sparkling the whole time. You know, like they were just gold sparkles everywhere every time they did something. So it was there was uh, just I, I said sass radiating from the house of McQueen <laughs> is, I think, the best way to put it. Yeah, most definitely. And they worked really well like a, like a team, too. I was very impressed with their teamwork. Uh, I would not have confronted with the network teamwork. There, there was one point where Angela Carter is distracting the referee and, it, and apparently apparently waiting for Indigo to do something behind the referee back. And Indigo just like, what's going on? Exactly. That's that was my problem. I was not I was not happy with with that with Indigo. I didn't find her to be all that promising. But like McQueen you know. actually took a swipe at her at one point, like do something. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few times where they were their lines were crossed. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll chalk that up to inexperience. Like, I don't want to I don't want to barrier. If you're an experience, that's not something you necessarily pick up on. Right. Especially if you didn't call anything ahead of time. But I'm going to keep an eye out on. Uh, we get double X factor for a double pin for House McQueen in 905 approximately. For the Divas. And we go to our next matchup, Elo Neal against MV Young. So this is what I was going to say before. I was blown away by this match. MV Young is a fucking awesome wrestler. Yes, he, he is. He needs to get more exposure, and I think he needs to take himself even more seriously because he took himself very seriously. I think he lost his jacket, and he was going through the crowd when he first got introduced saying, I'm wearing this sweatshirt. I lost my jacket, if you notice. Um, he was fired up from that, but he's a really, really good wrestler. And Eel O'Neill, who I've never heard of, was really good. This match was extremely intense, and I enjoyed it immensely as like kind of a different, um, a different 
uh, piece of this show. This was a real just beating of each other, and it, it could have it could have been mid card to high card on any of those independent shows. Well, Ilo Neal, I just saw at the uh, EW Super Eight a couple weeks ago. I'm very impressed. He, yeah, he, he, he is very good. He, he, he made it to the semifinal because the tournament lost to Eric Lee in the semifinal. Had two yeah. good matches on that show. So I, I'm very impressed with him, with what I've seen of him so far. Definitely. It was, it was fun. I, 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 hadn't, there was, I don't have any complaints, especially seeing something where MV Young, I used to, believe it or not, I don't know if, if either one of you have ever if watched his career, but Logan Black was in a, a biker gang type gimmick. And that was in Capital Wrestling back in like 17, 18. And MV Young was like their young boy, so to speak, you know. And the the feud was really, they were all dressed in like, like, you know, the, the biker jackets. And they were wearing spikes and all sorts of stuff. And it was really, really intense. And then and then he bailed on that and kind of found himself, um, you know, I don't know, maybe three years ago. He started like finding himself real the way he really wants to be portrayed. And I love it. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he, I don't think he gets credit. And I think a lot of times his shows kind of get derailed. So he doesn't get to show off, but the more shows he's on, the better. Agreed. Um, so I think, I think it was Roy rounds right before the pandemic started when he started like the polyam cult stuff. And that's really when he took off. I mm-hmm. uh, said, so certainly when I first noticed him. Yeah, uh, it, it, that's exactly right. He changed, he changed his whole, he went in a completely different direction, thankfully, because this is working for him. Yeah, I think it's that we did all the promos with like the ring light and stuff was very like creative and great stuff. Yeah, and I think that's definitely one of his strongest pieces, not just his wrestling is he is able to do all this like great character stuff. I always get uncomfortable for guys who wrestle without knee pads, elbow pads, just tights and boots. I always wonder how they pull that off, because there's no way you can have a long fruitful career just banging your knees and elbows like that over and over again it just looks so uncomfortable i wasn't even allowed to train without pads and guy were actually wrestling full matches without them it's just weird to me you know but I, I i like this match a lot the last few minutes especially just a ton of great stuff ton of full finishes when you were actually kicking out of the mv bomb which does not happen a ton uh one young getting a pin with like a sliding knee not quite a shining record but a londo line in about 901 Yes, very excellent match. Uh, MV Young looking very thick. I put lots of C's in that note just to make it clear for everyone. Also, also very much crushing on MV Young. I was and just going to say, go that's ahead, a lo- say that's it. A, that's also a long-term one, if I'm being honest. I was going to say, say it. I got to hear it. <laughs> MV, if you're out there, let me, uh, I'm, let me join that cult. <laughs> and so that we apparently go to intermission here. They show a promo from uh, Chad D'Amato, which is like really super short. We come back from that into a what build as a drag competition hosted by Kanki Boatwright. Darius Carter comes out for some reason, even though yeah, he's not actually part of the competition. Such a jerk. Wait, what? can you tell me who says he Boatwright is? That's what the first I've seen of Boatwright. So I don't know, honestly. Marcy, do you have have you have you had any experience with Sassy Boatwright? But from what I can guess, she was yeah, she's part of like the New York like club and drag scene. Oh, so she has nothing to do with the wrestling scene, but also wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I do show that the the show they taped the night before, and she wrestled a match on with a uh, kick perkin tag. So that's like all I've got. I don't know anything else beyond that. Once again, we are on the top of our game here, as always. Okay. So, we're Marcy, we're going to need you to walk us through what we saw here. <laughs> I'm not the play-by-play person. I want first. I want to hear Jayhawk's take, and then I'll. Oh, and my own. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I go. So here's what I've got. Washington Heights comes out. Does like a 15 minute, 15 minute performance. Get attacked by Carter and Boatwright makes the cave. There's your play by play. Now we're walking through this. Well, well, no, my problem was this. Carter came out first to kind of give the business to Sazzy Boatwright. And then we had the performance and then he beat her up. <laughs> like, And then Carter fought Sazzy Boatwright who beat him up. I, 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 I was I was kind of confused with the whole why Darius Carter needed to be there and where the competition went. I think the so I think the through line here was they so said they had some type of beef with Sazzy previously, and that's I took it as he sabotaged the drag competition, and to get under her skin, she would have to announce him as the winner. Ah, okay. And that's when Washington Heights comes out and makes a save, like, well, you're not gonna win by default, and then does all her shit. Which, by the way, 
we get this first lip sync song and that gave me the idea that we really need like a Pixar movie that's about drag queens wrestling. <laughs> someone, well, someone at Pixar make that happen. And then she got into sun. Then she started singing live though, which was, I mean, the performance was awfully long. If you want my real opinion on the whole thing, it's, it was a long. So here's the, here's the thing. I think every wrestling show, you should have to be exposed to some type of other culture. Okay. Um, so I think the other joke is always that wrestling fans are in a bubble. I think doing things like this, it doesn't necessarily have to always be a drag performance. It's just a very good way of making wrestling fans have to deal with other, other, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I want to just say other culture experiences. Yes. They need other, other experiences than yeah. wrestling. I had no I, problem with it, but I don't need a 15 minute drag performance. Like in the right after intermission, you want to do, do that for intermission, do that. As opposed so here's, to having an intermission. Here's what I think happened. So I think if I was to guess how this was done, they probably did the first half before intermission. And then they actually took intermission because she had to get changed. And it's going to be from actually funny enough, the day after the show, I did go to a drag competition. And their intermission was about a half hour, which mm. is about the time of a wrestling intermission. So I think with the costume change, that's when they actually did it. So okay. for the crowd, it wasn't necessarily going to be like this whole 15 minute thing. It's split up. I could see on video. It's seeming like a lot. Well, it, 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 it's, it's you're very probably much a, right because they edited it. Right. You, they probably had some time to edit. Oh, yeah. They taped it four months before it aired. No, they, right. Plenty of time. to, to fix it So in. you think you think maybe they were there for a good a good 40 minutes before that that performance went on? Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said, there's a split between it and it's maybe something that didn't necessarily translate. Video. I still dug the fuck out of it. I had no problem with it. It's just long. I just thought it was long. And I, I think you, you need to there needs to be a sweet spot. It, it, um, but this show is not. And I, again, it. It's not a typical wrestling show, so my dumb mind has to like change and say, "Look, everyone is not there just for wrestling. They're there for you know the entire culture and the the performances. So it's part of the show. It's like if you go to a concert and the, and the band does like a fifteen minute jam, you know what you're getting. So everyone there was waiting for that performance. So maybe only the people at home or the or the dope uh, uh, doing the review." <laughs> doesn't understand you know that they were everyone was there for the drag performances also you know well, my thing is like if you're ever trying a drag competition i was expecting a drag competition not one perkin in drag doing a long performance i mean that too i forgot there was no competition right? there was no actual competition they here. kind of bait and switched us damn you darius carter <laughs> I mean, we got, we got, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I write down my note. Okay, drag competition, and I write Washington Heights name down, and I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I'm watching. I'm like, when am I going to write another freaking name down? And no one else ever came out. That's right. I was doing that too. I thought, okay, she's going to do this one part, and then the next person is going to come out, and then they're going to have another one. And Darius Carter is going to mess with all of them, and then they're all either going to beat him up or, you know, I did not expect him giving a like giving a beating to Washington Heights like after the performance. And, and yes, yeah, Sassy Barright makes the save. Another another Marcy Crush. This is the show of Marcy Crushes. <laughs> I like it. She that the, she did that backbreaker. Yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't expect that, by the way, because I never saw her before either. And I'm like, who's this comedian or somebody who's doing who's hosting the drag show? And then all of a sudden she busts out a backbreaker. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> also, her entrance was like a plus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, you know what was longer than what than this drag competition, the next match. Yeah, Billy Dickman defending the Chocolate Kitty title in the three dollar Kill Bill challenge against Bonesaw Brooks. But first of all, I think Bonesaw Brooks has to be like the most badass name ever. Oh, absolutely. She's been around, I think. I think she left for a while, but she was around. I could swear I saw her on another show against like Trisha Dora or something. My my takeaway from the show is how awesome Bonesaw was. Yeah, I, I don't need any Billy Dixon matches ever, but uh, yeah, it went for a very long time and it was sloppy and it was, yeah. I love those German suplexes, though. Uh, I mean, not even that saves it for me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Brooke, Brooke did some good stuff. The German suplex, I, I did note down, those were very good. Uh, very nice Northern Light suplex as well. Into the crossface. Yeah, the, uh, Brooke was the only reason this match was watchable. I've never seen a Billy Dickin match that I like. No, that's a, that's a good way to put it, Jayhawk. Yeah, I mean he had he had his fan, fantastic. He, if you want to, if you if you like Billy Dickin, I am not going to say you're wrong. I don't see it. 
but this match felt like it went forever. Mm-hmm. I actually noted at this point, will this ever end? Did it take four months for this to stream because this match lasted three months? And I, <laughs> well, that's what it felt like to me. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there were spots you could have edited out of that match. I mean, that it was it was long. It was it was poorly uh, plotted, uh, and the ending was was what it was. And you know, uh, he comes out there and talks about challenging people, and I'm just like, all right, you know, challenge away. All right, I won't be watching it next time, but you know, okay. Somebody who knows better than I would explain it to me. The three dollar kill bill challenge just. Billy Dixon issuing an open challenge, or is there more to it than that? Because I think that's what just all it is. Because it was not explained like at all. Yeah, I think that's all it is. Okay, that that ought to do it. <laughs> I might have three dollars. Not a bad guy. Not a bad guy. Used to think. Yeah. So this match was what it was. Dixon does put Brooks over after the match on the mic, and she seemed she seemed general gen, uh, genuinely touched, and that was really a nice moment too, which which I have to say because. She uh, apparently she's been around and got a bum raw deal and Billy Dixon really put her over and she seemed extremely touched. And that was nice to see at the end there. You know, she started wrestling in 2010. The long career. She worked out for a while. Looks like she, she worked out uh, from about March of 2018 to about May of last year. Yeah. Cause there is, cause there is that gap there, which I, which I think he mentioned. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, she actually had she actually did come uh, dark magic with Ring of Honor, so she was on the radar when, near the end there. Oh no shit! Yeah. yeah, so then we go to our main event, which is much better. Wait, no, 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 oh, no, no, you're, no, right, you're, no. Right, you're no. right. I forgot. Don't do it to Marcy. I just saw Marcy perk up right there. I, 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 I forgot. You're right. Drag performance. What the fun. farts do you think you're doing? <laughs> do not <laughs> skip over the next part. I cannot cannot skip over Ruby Fox. I'm sorry. Exactly. What a, what a performance this was. This is so this is not a long one. So this might fit more into your wheelhouse. It, it was all it was all lip sync too. I love that. So that I, was I expect that. That's fine. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I was fine with that. It, it went one song. We were in and out, in and out. Good stuff. Banger of a song, by the way. Someone right. told me they what gave us song a, they gave us a surprise performance. Uh, uh, you know, another one, and I think everybody was ready for it and excited about it. So you know, I have zero complaints about it. There was um, uh, Effie had a twink doppelganger that was, that gave her money. <laughs> I noticed that because for a second I thought it was Effie, but he just shrunk. Wait, but that's I, oh, that's what I, I forgot. Him during the next match, so that's he's just I, now the twink doppelganger. Wait, that's what I forgot when Darius Carter um, uh, beat up Washington Heights and, and all the money came flying around in the ring. All the dollar bills were like popped out. Yeah, well, I mean, people. <laughs> People were giving were, were giving Washington Heights a ton of money during the performance. So. Yeah, and then they all, it all came like splattering out when when he decided to beat her up. <laughs> a book of you who like to do the boob money thing in the summer, there in camp number one. Why not to use boob money? So that mm-hmm. you hit in the back by you hit in the back by a, by a bad guy, and it's got, money's gonna go flying. The boob money goes everywhere. It's like it's like you're in Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Sega! Sega. There it goes. <laughs> All right, now we go to a match that's much better than Billy Dixon. It's the main event. It is Logan Black against Effie. This is this is the perfect the perfect mixture of comedy and great fucking wrestling. Yeah, if you want to see how it's well done, the right how comedy and serious wrestling done the right way. This is when they turned it up. It felt intense. When they wanted to dial it back and do a you know talk, they had the forum to do it. It was Effie's a pro. I mean. And Logan Black's been around forever, but Effie is such a professional that I just you just know what you're gonna you're gonna get something good out of him every time. And I, I applaud him for that every time. So so this match is all about the importance of consent. You always have to get consent, even if it's in a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, which, which Logan Black made that very clear. Dude, 2021, consent. He took a he he took a, a nipple pinching at one point. We find and- out that that Logan also likes twinks. <laughs> Which I, I wonder if that means he also likes twin boys. Uh, let me know, Logan, if you're ever listening to this. Listen to the uh, listen to the plugs at the end. <laughs> and 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 he even like, well, do you blame me? Fucking gorgeous. <laughs> it was it was perfect, and the fans responded in kind, and they were they were perfect also as far as how they how they when it was serious, they knew to be serious when these guys were were riffing and doing their thing in the ring. It was they knew what to do, so it was great. 
Speaking of the nipples, Effie busts out probably what has to be the first ever nipple bite that transitions into a Northern Lights suplex. Oh my God, that's right. I forgot about the <laughs> nipple bite. Yeah. And so, you know, he's an innovator. I'd I, I have to say old wrestling coming back to Cleveland in June and Effie bringing the Effie David gimmick back. And I kind of want to go to that gimmick Cockham too. But yeah, he's, he just, he gets it. He's just one of those lifers and, and who's, who's got, you know, it has good things coming for him and is in, is in, you know, a good position where whenever he goes to a show, you know, the fans are just all about him. They're all in on everything he does. Yeah. Cause this was a no whole barred match. But at one point we've got Effie fish hooking black with a coat hanger, not just one coat hanger, two Every- coat hangers. Coat hanger. You're right. And they, and <laughs> on commentary, they make the joke. Well, at least they're not wire hangers. <laughs> Black at one point choked Slam Effie on our garbage can, and the garbage can does not dent, which I don't think I've ever seen before. I don't think I've ever. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. I don't think I've ever seen a stubborn garbage can. Stubborn table, stubborn door, yeah, stubborn garbage can. That's that prefer. Um, also, Logan's manager with something more biting than any wrestling maneuver performed in this match, as she tells Effie, fix your roots. What's her name? I don't think I've ever seen him with a manager. I was, I was I... listening. I don't know if they mentioned her name. Hatred. Yeah. Hatred. Okay. Hell yeah, I'm sure. all about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's Kate and hatred combined. Katrids. Okay, I'm in. And I, it, it took, and honestly, I mentioned like four times. I didn't catch either. Like I had to hunt that down. I did a journal to come on that one. Uh, Black at one point with a theory could chop Effie's chest. And Chevy kept, and Effie kept yelling harder. <laughs> like just that perfect amount of comedy. Great wrestling. Good fight. Been there, been there Effie. Been there. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> We get the finish, Effie with a leg lariat onto a barbed wire chair for the pin and approximately 1435. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, um, uh, uh, it's just, it's having Effie in a match, you know what you're going to get. So, yeah, it was, I, I have never had a complaint about an Effie match ever. No, me neither. Yeah. Especially his run the last, like, I don't know, two and a half years or so. There's been no, he's been top of the line. Oh, yeah, this is a very enjoyable main event. This is this is a good match to finish the show on off, I think. Absolutely. I mean, it, it pretty much a tale of the end of the first half had a really good match. The end of the second half ever had a really good match. Yeah, I said there were I was and I said, I think I said at the beginning, there were two matches that I would put mid. You could put mid to top card on any of these shows. And I was I was uh, uh, very impressed by both of those. Yeah, so it's like you said, this is just a, this. This has definitely had a different vibe than all the shows we've been watching. And yeah, I was I was all about it. Yeah, it had a really pleasant vibe, a very celebratory, almost like a party vibe to it. Um, as close to that that show we watched together, uh, the Japanese show with the party music. That was this one felt a little bit like that. It felt like a big party. This is a this is a nice, I think, compromise to that. <laughs> this is how you don't have to play music over everything the entire show and have some announcers here and there, but also have a lot of fun and dancing and everything else. As I said, I think I think we need more of stuff like this in wrestling. Just to, not everything has to be super serious and all right, we hate the world or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I was I was rambling there. That's it's whatever. Uh, no, no, I I get it and. Uh, people think I hate comedy wrestling. I like comedy wrestling when it makes sense. Yeah, like, it made I, sense like, in that match. Yeah. I, I like this, this entire show. I knew what I would, I generally thought <laughs> of doing with the show. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, they were advertising the drag performance. And, oh, I know they're going to be there. It's not like I went to a wrestling show and all that kind of, why are they doing, why are they doing drag? What the hell is going on? Like, I knew what I was getting. I wish they would, a show would just do that. Just start throwing just drag, drag just performances dra- without drag. advertising it. <laughs> And as long as they don't do that at the tad more because the Kimbo Shriner would flip. But <laughs> yeah, Akron doesn't seem to be that kind of place. <laughs> no. Not that building anyway. Yeah. I'm just saying if we do like an all drag gauntlet for the gold. All drag, you get super Oprah. That's about it in those matches. And you, you mean you mean to tell me that you wouldn't want to see Eddie Kane to come out and drag and start backfisting motherfuckers. Oh, is that what we're doing? I don't, Eddie, I don't know if Eddie would do it, but that but the visual is hilarious. <laughs> Let's make let's make this happen. We can will it into existence, Marcy. I'm gonna put that on your on your shoulders. You, oh. you can will it into existence. I have the power. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Jayhawk. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I will it well. Uh, I don't know if I would have before the main event, but that main event brought it over the top. Very much a thumbs up for me all all around. I had 
a wonderful time. I watched the show live. It was a great time. Yeah, Marcy's excitement actually gave me the thumbs up to begin with. Like, I, I automatically knew I was going to give her the thumbs up with how excited Marcy was for us to do this. So I knew it was going to be good. Uh, if, this show, if this show ended with Billy Dixon, they put a bit of thumbs down. But I, yes, that, yeah, thankfully they knew where to put that. Yeah, they could have made it the dark match and I would have been much happier with it. But all right, go. We'll go ahead and get this wrapped up here. I know we've got some extra things in the plug when we get to Jay Gold. I'm going to go ahead and get mine and we'll get Mark and Kyle away here. Well, actually, Mark, why don't you go ahead and get started? Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. Taking a little break, but, you know, get that follower account so I can come, out, come back to a nice big uh, group. Uh, other than that, uh, X over Southern Hiatus. I got some plans going on for the future. Uh, but listen to all the old episodes. They're good ones. Listen to that Resident Evil episode review. I keep plugging the shit out of that because I love it and I hate that movie so much and the world needs to know. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, uh, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. I did get fed up with WWE 2K22. I am actually on MLB The Show 22 right now doing the road to the show mode. They're having a lot of fun with that so far. Any good? Is the game good? If you've played it within the last few years, it's very similar to the last few years. Okay. No, uh, I mean, I mean, it, 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 if if you like if you like the previous one, get fun. If you didn't, you probably won't. There's not a lot of change in the gameplay or anything like that. No, oh, that I got WWE. I was part of a buy two get one free. I'm excited to see how good or not good it is. Yeah, I just everybody I, seems to like it. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I got frustrated with the one day with the one damn match in my career mode and went fuck them. Look, you can make custom. You can have custom images for your custom wrestlers now, and there's a I'm, lot of good stuff. Yeah, I've seen some horrifying ones in the best way. So I'm excited to check out that <laughs> side of WWE. <laughs> you can also find me this coming Saturday, April 16th. I'll be refereeing for Real Action Pro Wrestling, their April Shower event at the Highland Center in Strathern, Ohio. Six o'clock bell time. All tickets will be twelve dollars at the door. Prior to me getting into the plugs, uh, getting into our our end of show plugs. This Tuesday, coming up next Tuesday, I'm sorry, next Tuesday, that would be April 19th, Home Office, Charlie Butters is making his return to the airwaves with his on a tear. And this one, Charlie will be talking with Mouse from the Big Starks Brands. And he's going to be talking to him about the upcoming uh, BSB tournament um, that's happening on the 24th of April in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Now, uh, IWTV Guide and the Benefactors have sponsored uh, that show. And there's a rumor uh, going into this interview that Billy Starks might drop in for an exclusive announcement for the show. So if you really dig on Mouse and and everybody loves Billy Starks, uh, you want to hear her on the show. That is next Tuesday, um, the 19th of April. uh, That's on a tear with with Home Office making his comeback. Now, if you want to uh, find me, I will be tomorrow in my office in Manhattan. There is a CEO retirement party, and I uh, have to go. I don't know the guy, but I have to go. So I will be there. Um, my Twitter is jgold12. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about the brand spanking new merch store at brainbustertees.com. We have all sorts of stuff. We have masks, hats, beanies, joggers. Uh, t-shirts, the Derek Dillinger col- uh, uh, collab. We also have booty shorts and uh, uh, track jackets, right, Marcy? That's our dream. Eventually, where I might, I might have something lined up. We gotta do. I gotta do a little more research, but there might be uh, two potential vendors. I gotta do a little more research into. So be on the lookout. The booty shorts might actually be uh, a future possibility. Be on the lookout. Go to Brainbuster Tees and uh, and check out some of our stuff. Uh, don't forget all of our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast. If you catch my grift at odds with wrestling, Marcy Show X over, and the card is going to change. Our other friends, uh, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, uh, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and our buddy Joey over at Kayfabe Collectibles. Who knows where he's going to be next, at what show he's going to be setting up. But uh, look out for that. And uh, on this uh, uh, Monday night, late night recording, uh, since I won't be on next week, happy Passover, happy Easter, happy holidays to everybody. That's what I got. Yeah, go again next week. Charlie Butter will be interviewing Mal. We've got the Big Dark Brain Invitational coming up. 
which means we'll we're which means we'll be off. I'm not going to argue with that extra week off. We'll be back in two weeks with more IWTV guys. Happy Easter, everybody! Happy Packover! Happy Sunday if you don't celebrate. And we'll see you then. Bye. Slowly, I wanna grab you and go somewhere private like four knocks. Really look like I am that picky with every door locks. Oh, do you love me? Cause I'm really a skin glow bright. People taking pictures of me, I can love the FBI. Shiny pinners and never really like MIB like flasher. Cars to kill smoke until I'm dead. I feel like flash player. Oh, for you, let's go. Right away with the light shine. You fuck, can't love you. I'm faking for my first friends. We have space to let me Hey, Moon, to kill